Welcome, welcome, welcome to my very first podcast of Teeny Unwrapped. Y'all, honestly, it has been a long road coming and I've always wanted to do this, but have been very nervous um, to do so just because this is very vulnerable, right? For a person to speak their truth to strangers you know it is not my goal to go viral it is not my goal to gain anything from this besides helping other people find their voice and also just tell my story um I just never know how my story can impact others so I just want to be able to speak my truth um and while speaking my truth I can help a person from going down the same path that I went on and it can also just allow me to just heal. Um so this is just gonna be my digital diary to be honest with you. Alright, so I'm gonna kick off this first episode just talking through some things I'm currently experiencing. So I'm currently sitting on my floor in my closet. Um beginning of this year I decided to create a prayer room inside of my closet just to allow myself to have somewhere and a space to go to that will allow me to just escape you know and be able to pray and really dedicate that time to God and also just write in my journal read some daily strengths and devotionals um to keep my mind um keep my mind focused and on the right path so Y'all, today I have truly been struggling. Um, I lost my brother officially six months ago from cancer. And it has been the hardest grieving process for me. Because I definitely have went through all the five stages of grief. But right now I am having guilt. Um, Before my brother passed away, we did not have a great relationship. We would go months without speaking to each other, and um, I would invite him to things, and he wouldn't show, or I would text him and no answer. And honestly, it all started from me being one of those overly protective sisters where he was dating this girl who did not treat him very well she was very abusive to him physically emotionally mentally um and because I am overprotective (laughs) yeah I was ready to beat her ass I'm not even gonna lie to you like I was ready to lay hands on her and honestly I regret even doing stuff like that or even saying like I didn't touch her at all I didn't fight her but I regret allowing myself to even have those thoughts or even text her on some I'm gonna protect my brother like nobody's gonna do that to my brother had I known what I knew now I would allow my brother to handle handle that on his own like once that happened I felt like my brother had to, like, he was forced to to choose and pick a side. And unfortunately, the side he chose was her. 
So I felt abandoned and I would invite him to a lot of things like my daughter's birthday, um, Christmas, Thanksgiving, and he wouldn't show y'all like he did not show which broke me to be honest with you. And I kept telling myself, like, it's okay, it's all good, whatever, whatever, whatever. But in reality, y'all, I was broken, like, because if my brothers, and I have two brothers, but if my brothers ever needed anything, y'all, I was there, like, for everything. Money, physically, like, I was there, like, opening my doors up. But anyway, um, so right now I'm experiencing, like, guilt because in those, like, I lost so much time with my brother and just spending time with him and being around with him. And I just wish that I would have allowed myself to just let stuff go. Right or like my pride, for example, a lot of times when I wanted to text my brother, I would stop because my pride would get in the way, and I'd be like, "Shit, the, the phone worked both ways." You feel what I'm saying? Like he can reach out, like he know my number, sort of thing. Like, and now y'all, I don't have that. Like I don't, I can't text my brother and receive a reply back. So now I'm just like. What am I supposed to do? Like, he was one of my protectors. And since he passed away, like, I have been lost. And I know that when he passed away, he took a piece of me with him. And I have, I know people say, y'all, that grief has no time limit. And everybody's going to grieve and go through grief on their own time and that sort of thing but this is a pain that I've never thought that I would experience I never imagined my life without my brother I thought that I had enough time and I I sit here and I read through our old, old journal entries and I talk about that I want to be closer to my brothers and I pray that I can allow my pride I can I can let my pride go so I can reach out to them before it's too late and here I am sitting here and I'm at the too late part y'all and I can't rewind time it's just truly not enough time y'all and um I miss my brother. He wasn't perfect. But he was perfect in my eyes. And I think reflecting back and remembering him in the hospital is, I think that's the part that gets to me the most because cancer is a bitch. Like, the things that your family member experiences or the things that 
you witness their body, like their body changes drastically and like quickly. I remember my, my brother was like on his deathbed and he, y'all, I remember it is like it was literally yesterday. And my brother got diagnosed with stage four cancer. I can remember the conversation. Like, I was in Walmart and we were picking up some things. And I remember him telling me that the doctor said that um, there's nothing they can do. He cried to me on the phone and was like, what am I supposed to tell my babies? And I said, I wish I knew because I don't know. And we're going to pray. And we're going to get through this. And the doctors, for some reason, said that they dealt with the same kind of thing where somebody has skin cancer and, like, to do chemo, right? In my head, I'm thinking, like, chemo? Like, I've... Y'all, I worked in a hospital before, and I worked on the oncology and hematology floor, and I witnessed what chemo was doing to people, which is why I stopped working there. So I'm thinking, like, I don't want him to do chemo. But it wasn't my decision. And um, in the end, he decided to do chemo. And I remember I rushed there. I was at work. And I got off early. I went to Target. Grabbed him, like, a little neck pillow, some water, um, some lip balm, y'all. Um, like a little journal so he can write in and just kind of doodle in while he was back there. Because we couldn't go back there with him, unfortunately. But um, I took him home that day after his chemo treatment. And we kind of rolled home silently. And it was some things that I wanted to say, but I didn't say because my brother's sick, right? Like, why would I bring up things to him when he's sick? And I remember kissing him goodbye and telling him that I will see him later. And literally in a week, his girlfriend was calling my phone saying that we woke up in bad spirit. We really need you to pray. And I pray for my brother like all the time. Like I call him and I'm like, let's just pray. And this particular time, I didn't hear him in the background, but... I didn't think nothing of it. I just thought maybe, like, he was discouraged or something. Like, it was kind of weird. But I'm like, all right, he probably just real quiet or whatever. So, I call my mom and I'm like, Mom, have you talked to Marcus? And she's like, no. Jazz will say, like, he's doing good. She's trying to, like, feed him and stuff like that. And my dad was like, some just don't feel right. So, I'm not sitting right. So, my dad wound up going to his house and, y'all... That's when things, like, that's when shit just changed. And my dad had to help my brother put on his clothes. And my dad is, like, a small man, y'all. Like, literally, like, (laughs) probably, like, 115 soaking wet, y'all. And my brother has always been, like, this big dude, like, quarterback style. Like, six foot, six two kind of guy. Like, big. And, um. He had lost so much weight, and my dad had to help carry my brother down the stairs. And um, I remember talking to my mom on the phone, and I'm like, Ma, what the doctor say? Like, is there any way coming back from this? And she's like, yeah, 
So I remember getting my daughter from daycare and I went right to the hospital. And um, I knew when I walked in that room that this was it. This was his last go round. Um, and he was nonverbal. I could barely understand anything that was coming out of his mouth. But that was the first time that he even attempted to even speak when he saw me and my daughter come in that room. He was not unrecognizable, but he was still like not the person I dropped off that Friday from chemo. And forgive me, y'all, I'm getting kind of like choked up, but um, I remember them saying that they were going to change his room and... We got into the elevator and he looked at me and he said, um, I got to go. And I'm just looking at him and I'm like, well, where you got to go? And he was like, I got to go. And in my heart, I knew what I had to go, what I had to go meant. And I was like, no, you don't have to go anywhere. And he looked at me and he smiled and he said, I got to go. And I said, well, I said again, I said, well, where do you have to go? And he chuckled at me and he gave me another smile. And him looking at me like that was like, you know where I got to go, right? Y'all, every day I was at the hospital And every day I seen him, like, slip away from me. Every day. To watch someone that you love so much. Just slip away. Slowly, each and every day. When I left my brother on that Friday, he was talking. He was alert. He was fine. I mean, he wasn't like, although, you know, like health wise, but y'all get what I'm saying. Like, he was okay. Y'all, I can't tell you how many times I prayed. How many times I was like believing in God that it was going to be healed. He was going to be okay. But I knew when he looked at me that day in that elevator and said, I got to go, that that was it. So. (sighs) Y'all, I would say this to say like. I know life. Sometimes takes us through different things and different storms that we go through and sometimes we tell ourselves that I'm not going to reach out to people or I'm not going to do this because of because the phone works both ways or because I'm tired of like being the bigger person with things but I just say like let that shit go I would never want anybody to feel the way that I feel in this moment. Because one thing we cannot get back, y'all, is time. 
And I know people have hurt us. I know they have disappointed us, walked over us. I'm not telling you to just take anything and just stand there and just get beat down. Of course, you have to set your boundaries. You have to know when enough is enough. But I would say, like, is it worth losing someone and looking back and hoping that you would get that time back? I pray that you ask God to continue to work on you and through you so that you can begin your healing journey to allow you to let that stuff go. In the end, we can't get time back. If I knew what I knew now, I would have reached out more. I would have told my brother more that I loved him. Y'all, he was suffering with cancer. He got diagnosed a year before. So he got diagnosed in 2022. In 2023, he died. If I... Like, I allowed my pride to get in the way, and he was over there suffering in silence. Only thing I can say is that you never know what a person is going through. And although that person, like I said, could have hurt you, forgotten about you, not been there for you, not showing up for you. We can't treat that person the same way that they treat us. We don't get our blessings out of that at all. We have to allow those things. We have to release those things. Yes, we have to ask God to continue to work on us and through us and walk with us and help guide us. But we have to learn how to let those things go. We have to love on our people while they're still here. People are literally going through silent battles by themselves. And some people don't know how to open up and say, hey, I need help. Right? Some people don't know how to do that. But because of our pride, we're not going to say nothing to them. Because guess what? The phone worked both ways. And why they over there suffering? You over here with your prideful ass, not wanting to pick up the phone and say nothing to them. Y'all, I promise you. That shit hurts when that person is no longer here. So I'm going to end this podcast. This was a long episode today, y'all. For my first one anyway. But I'm going to end this episode just by saying that. We don't get time back, y'all. So forgive. I'm not asking you to forget. I'm just asking you for to forgive. But I'm also asking you to just speak your truth. Speak your truth to that family member. Like, heal. Right? Heal yourself. Like, it's okay. I know my brother was sick, but I wish that I would have still said those things to him while he was still here. Because now I'm carrying these things with me that I can never, like, I can't, I don't have a person physically in front of me to tell him, this is how I felt. This is how you made me feel. Because he's not here. 
So don't put off today. Don't put off tomorrow what you can do today, if that makes sense. I think that's how, how the saying go. Don't put off tomorrow for what you can do today. So if something is going on, if something has if somebody has wronged you, if somebody has like hurt you and you've been holding on to it for so long, release it. Let them know how you feel. Let them know how you feel. Begin to heal. Begin to like rebuild those relationships with your family. And if it's unreconcilable, it's okay. You did your you did all you can do. But I say Give it one more go, y'all. Give it one more chance. All right, y'all. I hope you have an amazing night. I hope you know that God loves you. I hope you know that you are worth it. And I hope you know that you're enough. Thank you for tuning in to Teeny Unwrapped. Have a good night.